Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It does not sound familiar. What decade are we in? Yeah. It sounds 90s. This is where it kicks into where you should recognize it. I still don't know the decade. Nothing? Nothing at all. No, what decade are we in? This is in the 80s, mid-80s. Oh, my God. Can we, I keep saying, can we get past the 80s? I wasn't even alive in the 80s. I didn't watch television in the 80s. I didn't watch 80s television in the 90s. Oh, this one was such a classic. Okay. Well, can we get a hint? What's it's that? WKRP Local News Channel 13 of LA um, intro music. So that was the theme song uh, for He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, I don't even know. What Our friend Caroline is. would know that. That's her favorite show. Oh, really? Yeah. When we were in college, she had like He-Man sheets on her bed. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm sorry I've outed you, Caroline, but I, I don't think you'll mind. Is she there with you guys? No, just You're in just general. talking into the world. She okay. might listen. I think she sometimes listens. How's how's uh how's the little one that she's uh what probably like the little one is very cute so cute so adorable probably like so, six months or so right something like that I think so yeah I should I should know on the dot but I guess I'm not as good a friend as I purport to be but well um, I guess we'll find out if she listens to the podcast soon yeah friend but little one is is very cute thriving love it. Seems like a very happy child and not, not all kids are happy kids. So anyway, this is air quote law pod. That's right. Where we talk about land, air and water law um, and whatever the hell else we've got going on. We better not talk about the law because I am um, a little out of sorts today. And what I mean by that is that I started ringing this bell the last episode, every time we talked about the law and I'm a little disorganized back from the west coast again and i don't have my bell here so if we talk about land air or water i won't be able to let everybody know that we've touched into a law topic i agree it's we're 
today we're serving up uh, Saturday morning vibes. Yeah. So usually this is not our normal recording time, but. So I mean, we're do you really little... ever have a consistent normal recording time? No, but it was definitely kind of more in the weekday, middle of the day. And then yeah. we're recording at night. And this is, I think we've done one other weekend. So like, we're just, I'm just getting up. I'm drinking some coffee. I've got a guest here. You want to introduce yourself, guest? Sure. I'm Tim. This is Tim. Tim's here. We've heard about Tim. He's my husband. Big fan of Tim. When we started recording this episode, I thought the two of you were in the nude. Oh, yeah. We are not naked. I was sitting in such a way where I'm wearing a tank top, but my hair is down. And it totally covers where the straps are. And it does look like I'm not wearing clothes. And then... Tim was actually just wearing boxers, but then he got cold and left to put on clothes. I was hoping that was going to be an interesting tangent that we went down and <laughs> and, and had some, uh, I don't know, are, interesting clickbait for the, the audience. Are we naked? Well, our friends have a joke that like when they come over to our house, like Tim just half the time isn't wearing clothes just because that's who he is as a person. It's funny because there's somebody else in your guys' lives that I regularly get updates about as to whether or not they're wearing pants. Are you sure you're not just thinking about me? It could be you. Uh, I believe he's uh, talking about, uh, we can say it, he's talking about the the nanny. The the nanny is often a fan when we drop Joey off of wearing long, long shirts. I don't think they're a pant. I mean, are there shorts under there? Possibly, but there's a lot of times where like it's a no pants day. Which the nanny is very concerned about, you know, Joey wearing a jacket, not wearing a jacket, which when it's, you know, not super cold, when it's like 60 degrees, you can't put a kid in the car seat with a coat on because it's like too, you're not supposed to do that. So the time, it takes 20 seconds to walk from the car to the house. It's going to take 30 to 45 seconds to put on this coat to then walk 20 seconds. It doesn't make sense. She's going to be out longer, but you know. She's very I legitimately have no recall of how I dealt with all of that. It's, and my youngest is 10, so it's not like it was that <laughs> of a long time ago, but it seems like a lifetime ago. But we're here. We're wearing clothes. Um, so that's what's going on. Ariel might be naked. Her camera's off. I am not naked. Not this time. I think you are. Your camera's off. We can... We, we, I, let, let's put it this way. It was quite some time until I saw Tim's clothes. It was a little more time until I saw Liz's clothes, and I still haven't seen yours. So the only thing that I will do is extrapolate the data that, that and, and draw conclusions from what's available to me. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm not naked still. I'm in workout clothes. Oh, good for you. I didn't say I was going to work out. I said I'm in workout class. (laughs) That'll be your next tier for the Patreon, whether or not you get to see what Ariel is wearing. (laughs) I mean, um, spoiler alert, I don't work out in like... Clothes? Just leggings and a sports bra because that's... I mean, I guess occasionally when we go hiking, but it's more like because I'm pretty sure I'm going to die of a heat stroke opposed to like, I'm one of those women who's just like, I have to be sexy. And like, I hate when women just wear a sports bra to the gym. 
or to work out, especially like, I, I know I'm an asshole. I'm the asshole here. I don't need a poll to tell me that I'm the asshole, but I used to go to this gym, like workout class, whatever. And they really focused on like you being okay with yourself. Like as you were, like you're good enough as you are, like, you know, your body, whatever. And that's a good message. It was. And then there would be these bitches in just like a sports bra and they're, leggings and I was like look like I respect that you have the choice to wear whatever you want to wear but like you can't even wear like a shirt that covers any part of your body like I just want to like I'm a fat girl trying to enjoy a workout where they tell me that I'm good enough and like I have to look at you go fuck yourself go to like planet fitness or something don't do this to me so there we go. Planet Any Fitness asshole. is supposed to be the gym where, you know, there's it's a judgment-free zone. You're not even allowed to drop fitness. your weights there. I'd yeah, get kicked I out don't... of that place in a minute. So I have kittens that are, like, sticking their feet out from under the door, and it's torturing the resident cat. He's just like, I don't know if the microphone will pick it up, but he's hissing in a corner. And... Yeah, we're getting rid of the foster kittens, which is sad. But but does that mean that they're being homed? No, it means that they make too much noise and they live in the bedroom above us and my wife lady can't sleep. So she's asked us to evict the kittens. We've had them about a month and um, they're going for their spay and neuter in a month. And I was hoping we would get to like keep them through the whole time but it's not working out and I love them so much and they're so sweet and wonderful but um I'll go to another good foster home and then to a good forever home and I'm jealous of whoever gets to keep their little faces but I guess fostering you know it's not permanent I mean were you ever thinking about keeping them permanently or was it always a temporary always temporary but I just like I don't feel like the uh, I don't like this like unresolved thing of like we made a commitment and we didn't follow through although I'll say that like I thought that we were only making a one-month commitment when we signed up but um by that token you did follow through yeah like the they're like little handbook says to like make at least a one-month commitment and I thought they would just like kind of like check in with you and be like hey are you good keeping them longer but it was just like here's these kittens, here's their stuff, bye. Tell us once they're spayed and neutered. And well, no. I, You know, the, the problem that I would have with that, because being a foster for dogs, not cats, but same issues I would imagine, has been brought up in my house. And you know that this is temporary, but yeah. the pet does not. Like... Yeah, my mother-in-law recently got a dog, which I think we'll get into with a letter that we have from the jury. So maybe we since we're kind of broaching into that conversation, maybe we do that early this time, um, which will be a little weird and different, but okay. But I was just gone for a week and that dog because my mother-in-law lives eight houses from me. Um, Woof that dog seems to love me 
And I got nothing while I was gone, but reports about how that dog is every time that dog comes into this house is looking around for me. So obviously I'm back now and, you know, we had our little reunion. I think it was yesterday. I haven't figured out. You love the dog or does the dog just love you? Oh, I love this dog. Again, it's a very bitter thing, um, which we'll get to in the letter from the jury. Uh, but um, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck day it is and what time it is. So us recording at a totally non-standard time is it's not hurting me, but it's certainly not helpful. It's adding to the confusion that is this podcast. So I'm kind of okay. I, you're probably not okay that you're confused, but I'm okay that you're confused. Yeah. It doesn't matter to you. You know what day bringing, time it is. It's bringing a much needed madness to this that I am enjoying. I flew. So this was an interesting week. We can get into this if you want to. Um, it, it was a very enlightening week for me. So I was in Las Vegas again, surprise for a magic convention, which was a, I was out there for four nights. So I went out Sunday and I got on a plane Thursday night, Vegas time, which would have been 9 PM Eastern time and flew back East. So I didn't land till like one 30 or two uh, Friday morning. Didn't get home till about three 30 Friday morning. And I had to be up to take my kids to school at seven, but, um, so you, did you even bother sleeping during that time? So I, let me, let me try to remember. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, I mean, I'm one of those people that if I have that small window to sleep, I would still sleep, but I know there are a lot of people that are like, no, I'm just going to power through. You mean from that three 30 to seven, yeah. I slept, but so I ended up, I think a normal ish, Vegas night, which is like stay up till midnight or one Vegas time, which is probably about the most I can do first night out, which keep in mind three hour time change. So to my body, staying up till midnight is really staying up till 3 a.m. East Coast time. The second and third nights. No, maybe it was the first night. Maybe it was the first since there were two nights that I was up until 3 a.m. Vegas time. And then the third night, let's see. So if that was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, so two nights that I stayed up till three. Then I I forced myself to go to bed early and was in bed at 1:30. And then the the Wednesday night into Thursday, I didn't really sleep at all. So you're tired. Is the I'm a little tired. I, the, <laughs> if there is such a thing as sleep debt, I'm loaded up on it. I have more sleep debt than student loan debt right now. And it's, uh, it's heavy. I'll be back to normal by Monday, I think. But it's, uh, it, was a, it was an eye-opening week. And it, it made me realize a lot of things about other things in my life that because for the past two years plus so many things were non-standard were not in person were just different than what they normally were it just being there being in that group of people super nerdy shit by the way for anybody who's not part of a community like that but it is what it is and i i wear that badge with a smile um it just made me realize that 
especially at this age and with everything that I've accomplished in life, that I need not be spending and wasting time on shit that does not fulfill me, that does not bring me joy. So um, I guess I can say this. This is a little bit of an announcement to the world. Not that anybody particularly cares about this on this podcast, about this element of my life. And I can say it because I've already spoken to the really the most important person who could potentially listen to this podcast about it, but I am, uh, I am finished being an NFL agent. Um, when, when the renewal time comes in October uh, or September to be renewed by October, I will not be renewing. I will be doing what I can to not uh, completely leave my agent partner in a lurch and hanging, but I am out. I am done. I, it, like I said, it took me being someplace that actually, like there were elements of that business that I enjoyed, but they were mostly the travel, seeing new places. So I'm like, I can do that in other contexts. It just, you know, I was in that business by accident. I was in that business for a lot of the wrong reasons. Um, I enjoyed parts of it, but like I said, I could replace those things by doing what I liked about the sports business in other parts of my life. And I just, I think it's going to relieve me of a lot of unnecessary stress. Um, it's going to save me some money, but that's not really the biggest reason to get out of that business because I do believe that, uh, there's, there's success to be had there, but it just, the rest of it, you know, if I were making significant money doing that, I still would feel that and I've probably come to the same conclusion. So I don't know. I, I wasn't in that business long enough to sit, to announce this as like a retirement, but I'm retiring from the sports business. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. I think, you know, some conversations that you and I have had, you know, I kind of got the sense that it wasn't, you know, fulfilling you and that's good. It's good. So, well, again, hurt. it took me getting myself into another context and having, having the feeling that you know and realizing that hey that you you should feel this way or some portion of this way about anything that you get involved in and you know that was definitely not the case in that world and it clearly you know it did not take much thinking I mean, it was something that I was almost out of a year ago. And then people talked me into staying in and involved. And I think somewhat maybe to some of the people talking me into staying in that business, it was self-serving to them. Um, but and understandably, and I, and I understood as I was being advised by some people that I understand that this person has an interest in me being more involved in the sports business and less involved in other parts of my life because that opens up some slack for them. But, you know, so I took that into consideration with their, with their thoughts, but um, yeah, so that we're closing the door on that and, uh, and moving on. So anyway, we, we jumped out of topic onto topic into topic, but I mentioned that maybe we should do that. Uh, yeah. Letter from the jury out of order because it kind of ties into so we, for me, my answer to it ties into what we were just talking about. Yeah, Nobody so else's probably does, but it's a compound question. Um, so 
This question is from friend of the pod, Emily. Um, Hi, Emily. Hello. And her question is, it's two parts. What is the etiquette for giving birthday gifts to adults these days? And what are some notable birthday gifts you've gotten from friends? I guess anyone really, I don't know. So the etiquette for birthday gifts to adults. May I do that one? Because you know that I love to give opinions that are usually trash. Always. That's what we're here for. Um, I love etiquette questions because I like to act like I have the right answer, but I probably don't. Um, etiquette for adults birthday gifts. I would say that if they're like a very close friend, then a gift is appropriate, especially... I guess I would say with the caveat of if you're not seeing this person on their birthday for their birthday, for anything related to their birthday, near their birthday, I would say that like, you don't need to give a gift for adults. Like, I feel like I give my gifts to friends and family. Like when, like when I see something that they like, or like makes me think of them, I'll grab something for them and just give it to them. Um, Also, like if you're going to somebody's party, like, yes, you have to get them a gift, but you don't always have to be super creative about it. Like I got a bunch of alcohol for my birthday, like mostly bottles of wine. Yeah, it's like you get a lot of bottles of wine for an adult, like unless you have something in mind you don't really have to go above and beyond. So I'm kind of a no on adults' birthday gifts, unless there's an event planned or you guys are in kind of like a gift giving habit of you do it like every year or something like that. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good answer. I think if you go to like a birthday party for someone, you should bring something, but like a bottle of wine or a bottle of alcohol is like more than appropriate. Like you're bringing something. If you're going out, buy the birthday person a drink. If you're doing like a bar crawl or a night out or something like that, you know, that's also fine. Um, I don't, I like giving birthday gifts to people, but I don't think that there's, I think if you're going to a party for someone, you should do a gesture, but it doesn't have to be a big gesture. Like I, like we said, um, but you should do something. Yeah. Other than that bottle of alcohol, whether it be wine or, or a specific type of alcohol or beer that, that the person likes, I, you know, so exclude those, even though I know that they're physical and tangible, but I don't think that unless it is hyper-specific to a person, that there's a point in buying a physical, tangible gift for somebody just to buy them a physical, tangible gift. Yeah. Like, don't do We're it just adults. to do it. People don't need more crap in their house. Like my mom was like, you guys need a wedding registry because older people won't know what to get you. I'm like, well, the majority of our guests are from Italy and it's common to give money. People don't give like. If you were going to do a registry, well, oh, this is so difficult. How do you do this? Because I was the, the first thought that popped into my mind was you should do a registry from like a dual one. But then how do you reconcile those? I was gonna say, because I would want to buy the gift if I'm physically giving you a gift somewhere in Italy so I don't have to transport it, but then you're stuck with so money it is. So 
but the thing is, is that like nowadays gift registries, you just buy something and it ships to the house of the person. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, you're not even giving physical gifts. And I get that that's like to save people the hassle, but it's also, it's also weird to just like have something shipped to someone's house when you feel like you should go to an event with something physically. But the thing is, is that like, I have a friend who probably will never listen to this podcast. Actually, you know what? I'll say this generally about a lot of my friends who've had registries or have registries. Um, This isn't like your opportunity to just put a bunch of expensive shit on a list for people to buy for you. Like if you wouldn't spend $400 on a cooler, I'm not spending $400 on a cooler. I think it's ridiculous. I used to think that cash wedding gifts were really tacky until the point where I was like, I'm an adult living in a house full of things. And I get it. Maybe if you're not in a position where you're fortunate enough to like, just go buy the things you need. I think if I was getting married in like my early twenties, then I wouldn't have had these things, but like, well, if traditionally, you're an and you're living in a house. That's the thing. Traditionally, you know, let's roll back to the era that the far right wants to take us back to. <laughs> yeah. You, you did not cohabitate with your spouse. Yeah, prior but that's to... not the case anymore. So why am I buying you like a two hundred dollar Dutch oven if you want a two hundred dollar Dutch oven by yourself? A fucking two hundred dollar Dutch oven. So one of the well, things, and the purpose of wedding gifts was to get the the couple started in their life yeah. in their new home. We're started. You don't need a $400 yeah. cooler. Go to so Costco. I'll come do magic like for the you guys. In fact, I'll do something very out. special for you guys. Thank you. If it's like something meaningful and like expensive, I get it. But after this I past just... week, I have plenty of tricks up my sleeve. Like, and, I'm, I, and before this past believe... week, I had plenty of tricks up my sleeve. So I just have better <laughs> so shit now. True. I just like don't believe that like this couple is going to use a $200 picnic basket. <laughs> probably ever but i'm gonna say if they used it i would give it not more than twice and then maybe one day when they have kids they'll use it one time and they'll get to lose all the fucking forks like i just i think it's just so disrespectful to have people like pay for things you wouldn't buy for yourself i say that but like i would like if we were gonna have a registry i want like a proper coffee maker, like a proper, like nice, like I, the things that we need in the house. Do we need it? No, we make, we can just make coffee on the stove, like a normal person. But what I love, like a machine that makes like a cappuccino or like a nice espresso. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's what I would get. But so some of the things about registries are people will put some things on their registries um, because if no one buys it for you, afterwards you get a discount on it. You can Ooh, buy yeah, it for that's a good 10, point. percent off. And so I know, like for our baby registry, we put a lot of stuff on there. I didn't really expect people to buy things. For, I didn't even want one, but people were like, hey, you "But you didn't have a baby previously." Yeah. Well, that so, is true. I didn't. Is there? Let me ask you this. Is there a requirement that people buy anything from your registry for you to be able to get that discount? No. So nothing stops me not getting married anytime soon or ever again in my life uh, from 
setting up a wedding registry someplace because I want a discount on something. I I have not looked into it, but that seems like it would make sense. Yeah. But like I could put together a fake wedding date. Like let's say I wanted to get a new TV or some shit, right? You don't even so, have to do a fake wedding date. You can make a registry for anything you want. But I want if, that discount. Yeah, you can make a registry for whatever you want. It doesn't have to be for like you don't even have to like there's no faking anything. Just be like, I'm turning 40 registry that that's it like you don't need a real event yeah even if you know and then you're gonna go and buy the item yourself yeah i like to go off registry um you know i've done that before it's more personal for people if i can think of something i mean if it's not someone i know very well but then you know but like on our wedding registry we put like a lot of board games because that's something because we already have it we already had a house you know we didn't need yeah and that's not like what What's the most expensive board game? 40 bucks. Yeah. Like I bought like an $80 board game for my niece and nephew. I can't imagine that there's more than like $80 board games. We also I bought a more a expensive specific one game somebody, that I thought was, was ridiculous. Like a special wonder- edition. Also, so when Tim and I did our wedding registry, we went, remember this? We went to a bar and sat there and just put a bunch of stuff on the wedding registry. And what was the most expensive thing on there? Do you remember? Did we put that $10,000 toilet on there? Yes. It was a joke, but it confused some of the olds. It was a $10,000 toilet on Amazon. It's it- like this wooden throne that sings when you lift the seat up. <laughs> uh, it was, and to kind of give you an idea of the seriousness of this toilet, it was like when uh, Cards Against Humanity had like a Black Friday special where like things were being sold for like one one percent of what it was but there was like only a quantity of one it was one of the items and you know they're always looking for the most ridiculous things yeah so people were confused but it was fun and i think with the registries it's because at first i was like it feels weird to make a wedding registry I don't need things, but everyone was like, you should make one because people are going to look for it. They're not going to know what to get you. And you're doing it for people because they want to get you something. They might not know what to get you. So when it was explained to me that you're really doing this as a service for other people, then I was like, okay. I bought off registry for your wedding. We needed. And you bought us knives and we still use those knives to this day. You declared, you're like, I'm getting you these knives. These are good knives. They're the you're best going- knives in the world. So what are we supposed to put on this registry? Like- they were sold to me through a pyramid scheme, by the way. Cut, cut. <laughs> I believe that. But they are the best knives in the world. Wooden throne on your registry. Is that what it's called? Yes, it was called the Dagobert Wooden Throne. So yeah, put whatever you want on your registry. Like you want, you know, games, put games. If you want, you know, like you've seen our house, it's full of crap. Like we don't need anything. And you can also put, you know, that you don't need things. I mean, some people are happy to give you money. I mean, I feel bad. Like for anyone traveling from the US, like a gift is not expected. I was also not planning to do a bridal shower, but like, I think it's surprisingly important to my some of my friends were like, you have to do it. You're going to have people God. from the States that are not going to do the trip. Yeah. Also. So that's oh, their time sure. to celebrate with you. Yeah. That's what my mom said. But 
I don't know. So she's like, I apparently that's a time when people use the registry, but I also like don't. Yeah. I think I've like talked about this. I just don't believe that a wedding is like a series of gift giving events where the bride and groom get to act like they're the first people who've ever been married. I don't understand why I've been like, why I pay for a year of gifts for people. Like I'm not buying off the registry. I'm bringing a bottle. Like I brought a bottle of wine to someone's engagement party that felt appropriate. Am I supposed to buy their $400 cooler for the bridal shower? You best bet it's not. Someone has a $400 cooler on their registry and you are. Yeah, they do. They probably just want to buy it themselves. But now that I know that, but like also, so God, oh my God, I hope this person never listens to this podcast. They'll know who they are. They have a Hulu gift card on that. I'm like, I'm not paying for your fucking monthly Hulu subscription. Like, where is your self-respect? Feels so weird. We, and it was so much drama with like my bridal shower. We, so we had an engagement party, but that was just like a house party at our house that our friend through for us. And we got a bunch of bottles of wine. That's all we got. It was great. I wasn't expecting anything. It was just, you know, our friends came over and everyone got drunk. It was a real fun time. Um, but then we had, we had two, two showers because both parents wanted to throw a shower. I had gotten big arguments with my mom because my mom wanted to throw a shower but she kept like wanting to invite her friends and I'm like this is weird I don't know your friends it's going to seem like you're just inviting people to give gifts my mom I guess just wanted to make it my mom kind of wanted to make it about her and I yeah and I was like no absolutely not this is I don't know your friends I mean there are some friends who are like family friends and I, I was like I was looking up all sorts of etiquette because I'm like, if you're not invited to the wedding, I'm not inviting you to the shower. And I'm not, I didn't do the thing where I'm not inviting people for my parents. Like, yes, there are some family friends, friends of my parents that I have grown up with that have watched me grow up that yes, they're invited because they're kind of, you know, feel like family, but in general. And I told my mom, cause my mom wanted to plan it. And then my maid of honor who lived um, across the country at the time, she's like, well, your maid of honor should be planning this. And I'm like, I don't disagree, but you said she's across the country. I would like to plan it. It became a whole thing. I, this thing where like the maid of honor and things are supposed to plan things is also just like, God, I'm such a jerk. I think that it's selfish. I don't think it's fair. Like unless a person volunteers to do something, like I don't think it's fair to put, it's also traditional for them to like, pay for some of this stuff so I don't think that like any of my friends should be responsible for planning a party for me and then paying for it just because I've decided they're the special few like I wanted like so I told my mom I was like you know I don't even necessarily want this I mean it was very nice and it's not like I didn't want it but I was like do it like just we're not gonna make it all about your friends if this is something you want to do keep it small keep it simple and eventually she did but then Tim's parents also wanted to have a party um, because he's from a different, his parents are in a different county about an hour away and they wanted to have a shower. So I had my shower at my mom's and then we had another shower at Tim's parents. So of course there was overlap and I had to explain to people, like it was really awkward, wasn't it? Where it was like, we had to explain why they're being invited to two showers. Right, and just kind of be like, you know, you're not expected to go to both of them or anything yeah. like that both parents just wanted their day yeah and that's understandable 
Yeah. Well, I feel like because at your mom's, it was more the like almost like the way that baby showers are and stuff like that. It was like, more of a traditional or like more of a bridal bridal shower, shower. type thing. Whereas my like the one my parents had was like a cookout, basically. Yeah. And my mom, it wasn't like I remember my mom asked me at the time, she's like, Well, do you want to like invite, you know? do you want it to be just women or you know women and men and I said well I don't have any close male friends so it would be kind of six one way half dozen the other thanks for that <laughs> here you are not saying that we're friends so I guess that comes full circle yeah, hey hey you were in my wedding it's true so we are we are friends but yeah we are friends that is true so yeah, Jobeth was in. I don't know if you can. My dogs are were humping in the background, by the way. So nice. That's happening. It's early for them. Usually they like to hump around like 8 p.m. is kind of the humping hour in this house. <laughs> um, they're kind of on a schedule. And when they do it and the baby's in the room, she doesn't know what's going on. She just laughs and laughs. She thinks it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, your kid's going to be something else then. Really, we just think it's funny that she thinks it's funny. <laughs> so, but yeah. And, then and if you cool. laugh at her, she's going to keep laughing about it because of that feedback. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But yeah. So, and then with the whole wedding thing, you have like, so Ariel, are you having a wedding party? Have you even gotten that far yet? Like a bridal shower? Yeah. No, like no. A- oh no so it's not common in italy and i don't want it well so also like erica has a lot of close female friends and also because i'm a hater i'll say that i think it's stupid when people have like 10 bridesmaids (laughs) so um also like I wouldn't even if I had like all the people I knew line up then I'd have nobody sitting there watching the wedding so yeah no I I'm not like a bride's a bridal party person I'm especially not like a large bridal party person I need to find what they call a witness which is essentially my maid of honor but that's gonna be like a game day decision largely based on who says they're actually coming to the wedding. Um, yeah. I, I had six bridesmaids. I guess by Ariel standard, that would be a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know she's having normal. zero. That'd be. Yeah. I mean, more. but like, that's just me. Like everybody can do it. Um, well, and then we ran into it. thing, but I just don't like telling people what to wear. Like, I think it's weird. Yeah. <sighs> I had six. It was, um, you know, and it got to the point where I think Tim thought he's like, you can't just ask all your friends to be in your wedding party. I was like, it's not my fault. I have a lot of friends. Like, well, it's like, you don't want to insult anyone, but also like, I just don't care. Well, also they were all people who were close to me and I wanted, like, it was people I genuinely wanted in the wedding party. I was like, these are the people that are close with me. And, you know, it's a nice way to, cause it was fun on the day you get ready with your bridal party and like we had a good time and the makeup artist and the hairstylist even commented by the end because my makeup and hair was last they kind of were all in a hotel room 
And by the time they were doing my makeup, everyone was just sitting there waiting, quietly chatting, drinking. And they're like, we've never seen a bridal party with like, where everyone is just ready and together and waiting for the bride at the end. Everyone is usually running around screaming, getting things done at the last minute. And I was like, my people are together. We are like a together, you know, on top of it, group of women. And it was great. Um, It was a lot of fun. But then we ran into the problem where I had six people and I guess it doesn't have to be. So then Tim had to have six people and it's harder. Well, if they don't have a wedding party, who's going to make sure that they consummate the wet the uh, marriage? Isn't that like the, the dude, the best man? Oh, to make sure that, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Something I don't know what the, the bridal party is supposed to do that's related to sex, but God, I hope nothing. Like somebody's supposed to witness to make sure it happens because some places it's like, it, or at least it used to be that like if you didn't consummate the wet the marriage then it wasn't like a real marriage show but aren't you glad you didn't have to, aren't you glad you didn't have to yeah well so on the topic okay. of yeah, having that's... a third person i presumably in the room to confirm that the act has happened maybe we should uh roll into a threesome in the corner eating if a those dogs will shut the fuck up yeah sorry we didn't even get to the birthday gifts, but we can circle back. No, That's... well, we won't have time for it this time, but we we will keep doing these, so we'll have time I, for it. Sometime. I can't even think of a birthday gift. Okay. Well, I have three questions for um, Ariel. Did you get any points last time? Remind me. I think that the last time we did it, we all got two points. No. Got... Then you and I did one where I know that I blanked. Did you get points that time? Um, I know that I stumped you on a Hello Kitty question. You did. I'm trying to remember because we, I ended up, you got points because I remember I had the Jack Harlow question and I said, I was going to ask one question, but then I thought it was too hard and I changed it. And you got that one. We were like, does this count? Does this not count? We'll have to go back and. Well, we, well I'll have to listen to it because we've lost track of the scores. So yeah, it only took one so, week to get off track. So. Who wants to go first? I'm getting spoilers. I'll go first. I haven't aired yet. Oh, yeah, you are getting spoilers. Yes, Tim, when you listen to that episode, let us know what the score is, please. It it airs uh, Monday. That's the drinking episode. Yeah, that's probably why I don't remember what the score was. (laughs) All right. Ariel, you ready? Yes, I'll ask you a question. Oh, okay. I'll go first. I'll answer first. What country? No oh God. <laughs> were fortune cookies invented in? Oh, I feel like I know this because I feel like it's something counterintuitive. I have an idea. Joe, but say nothing. I'm gonna guess. I, it feels like an American thing. I'm gonna guess the U.S. You're right. I would have guessed the U.S. specifically in Chicago for some reason. I have no idea where. I think it was San Francisco. Yeah. I'll look this up. You're the country of San Francisco. (laughs) So Liz got a point. All right. Ariel, are you ready? I think Tim is digging for research to get us. Oh, no, I'm keeping the dogs at bay. Ariel, are you ready? Yeah, I'm a little like, this is. I'm not even sure that this is right. 
the question? Is yeah. it not the U.S.? Well, this question, actually, when I was sitting there this morning, Tim helped me come up with this one. So, or, Tim, do you want to ask this one since it was oh, your no, question? You can, you can ask. All right. This one is specifically for Ariel. What song from Italy won the Eurovision Song Contest last year? I don't know the song. I've listened to the song. I don't I don't know if I ever even got the name. Jobeth, do you want to guess? No clue. Okay. Do you know what the Eurovision Song Contest is? No. Also, no. It's just European countries, like, having a competition. Each country sings a song and they that they've it. written but it's, it's not by country it's like there's different bands it's not like the olympics for songwriting they, it is it is by country they yeah all, but it's country. not like a bunch of random people from that country are put into a band oh no each country picks a band or a singer a musical act that they send to the contest the eurovision song contest. yeah it's not like the olympics where they like make up the team for the country it's already like an existing band yeah like i think some of the countries determined it by like x factor like whoever won got to go or something like that they determine it in the country because we have started watching it and um so each country sends a musical act and they go and at the end, all of Europe votes for who's the best, and then they win. Like, that's how ABBA got their start. A lot of famous bands. It's been going on. Oh, this has been going on forever. Forever. It's been going yeah, on since the 50s. And this year is the first year that I think it's easily available to watch in the U.S. You can watch it on Peacock. It's hosted by Johnny Weir, the ice skater. Like, huh. the European version is airing, and then it just cuts, like, these low-budget scenes of Johnny Weir just, like, offering his opinions. Um... It's weird. But anyway, the song is Begin by Moniskin. And you have probably heard it if I probably can't play it because, you know, of a copyright strike. But I feel like you have definitely heard the song and would know it if, here, I'll play it. Let me fast forward. So what year was this one? Last year. I got nothing. Oh, well, that song won last year. That's why the contest is in Italy this year, because Italy won last year. So um, and the best song that you should all watch is what's the one we like? Serbia. Serbia. Go and watch the Serbian song. It's weird. It's wonderful. It's about Meghan Markle's hair. There is a mention of Meghan Markle's hair. Interesting. Interesting. All right. right. Next question. I'm ready. Ariel, ask me. Okay. Um, what company began marketing the first commercial handheld cell phone? <laughs> Love that they put handheld in this question. <laughs> what other type of cell phone is there? Footheld cell phone in 1983. I mean, I would, when I think of old cell phones, I always think of Nokia. So I guess Nokia. I think of Motorola. Same. Oh. I'm on the Motorola bandwagon. Joe Beth is right. So is Tim. I just remember like we knew, like I knew somebody that back, like when everybody else had like 
flip phones that had like Bluetooth and color display and everything. He was still like being like, look at this Motorola that I have that has no screen on it and had that little like plastic flip down thing that seemed kind of pointless. Motorola StarTac? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Until eventually it was like no longer like he kept it until like it was no longer supported by the network. I remember the StarTac. Actually came out. Like it had the little antenna. Oh my god! Yeah. out. I forgot phones actually used to have real antennas. Yeah. That was my first phone. I think might have been a Motorola. My first cell phone was just. I'm gonna date myself when cell phones being in color was new with color screens, and it was very exciting. And I remember my phone had several different backgrounds and screensavers you could choose and the whole thing was in color and it was very exciting sounds exciting all right you ready for the next question yeah let's do it what cartoon currently in its 12th season is getting a movie in theaters may 27th wait can you repeat that yeah what cartoon currently in its 12th season is getting a movie in theaters may 27th Ooh, this is a good stumper. I mean, you know that I don't know cartoons. So That's why it was I a stumper. Be, I gave I you one, one with Italy, which I thought maybe, you know, is up your alley. And then I wanted to do one that I thought- I don't even know what, did we even give the name of the song or did you just play it? No, I, it's Begin by Monoskin. Um, That's the song. This is the solo artist, Monoskin. There, there's a band that three of them were in. There's, I think, no, the winner is a band. Yeah, the winner is a band. No, no, but it's a solo act by Monoskin. There was a larger ensemble Hmm. with four members. Tim knows where I'm going with this. No? Is it because it's one skin? No, but the bigger band is four skin. Oh, oh. 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 See, I was on the right track. I just... (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, yeah, next question. Ariel, you want a hint? Like, it's not a children's cartoon, and it's one that, like, is on, like, broadcast TV. Um, Rick and Morty? No. Jobeth, you want to hazard a guess? You know, considering that this movie came out three days ago from the perspective of when this episode will air which is less than a week from when we're recording, I should know. But I also, I believe that I have no clue. My God, the dogs are really going at it. They are like, I'm going to turn the camera so you guys can see. No, I'm good. Thank you. There was just some. <laughs> I didn't need a peep show this morning. No, um, well, I got nothing. It happened. Um, it is Bob's Burgers. Oh, I oh never shit, that. I did know this. I'm I knew excited. this was coming out. I had not seen a movie in theaters, I think, since COVID happened. Um, but I would like to go see this one. I'm pretty excited. And there hasn't been a movie I've been excited about in a long time. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it's like a, this is what I'm going to break going to the movie theater on. It's like, not a streak like you win. If you... No, I mean, like, it's not like, a, oh, I need to go out to the movies to see movie for me. Yeah, it's not like they're releasing a new Star Trek 
film. And it, well, then well, I'll go with someone else. Well, and just, I don't know how much the movie is going to gain from being seen on a big screen. It's not like Top Gun 2. Yeah, but I don't like action movies. So for me, if I'm looking forward to a movie, that's a movie worth going to see for me because I want to sit in the theaters with the comfy chairs and no one will bother me. There will be no dogs fornicating in the background. It'll be an immersive experience. And that's the point for me of going into movies is like, you're having this immersive experience where nothing is happening. You have popcorn, with lots of butter, and I'm going to stick the straw in the popcorn so the butter permeates evenly throughout the popcorn. And it'll be great. So I guess I'll find someone else to go with that. <laughs> All right. Um, my turn to answer. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Give me one sec. I don't, did you hear that? My cats are like losing their shit in the background. Okay. Don't, mm-hmm. This is wild probably so. more like, it's probably more of a question, Joe, but they know the answer too. But um, former Vice President Dick Cheney was the CEO of what international energy company? I do know the answer to this question. I do not. I have no clue. Like, I can't even name an international energy company. I have another question. Sure. (laughs) Go for it. No, I want you to ask me a different question. I demand a new question. (laughs) Too hard. Can I, I'll I'll answer it first. I'll phone a friend. Talburton. Yeah, it is. Oh, now that you say it, that sounds correct. But can I have another question? Sure. Ask me something I might know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going from trivia. Oh, this is hysterical, but it's too, like, this is not a real trivia question. That's too easy. Um, do you hear these animals? I did just hear it. Um. What is the name for pasta that is shaped like small butterflies? Pasta that is shaped like small butterflies. Is that different than bow ties? Because I think I don't know. Ties, I can't give you the answer to this question. Bow ties are farfalle. And I'm going to guess that it's the same shape. So I'm going to guess farfalle. You're right. Woo-hoo! Can I do that next time? Like, I feel like I always get questions I don't know the answer to. I never know the answers to any of the trivia questions. So can I just ask for new questions every time and get no. a fourth question? No. Not fair. I didn't know you were going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. You I always- didn't know I could say no. <laughs> Next. You always, Yeah, it's not Farfall. It's Italian. And I guess it's Farfalle. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, this is a question. All right, this is a put these in order question. Put these Sesame Street characters in order from youngest to oldest. And this is by their like canonical age. So how old is the character? Okay. Big Bird, Oscar, Elmo. Elmo is the oldest. I really would have thought the opposite. Then Big Bird, then Oscar. You want to guess how old they are? No. You said Elmo, Big Bird, then Oscar? 
Yeah. I, I would probably reverse that completely, but go ahead. Reversing it completely would be correct. Mm. Elmo is three and a half years old. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. I did not understand this question. I thought you. <sighs> what was the character that came out first? No, the canonical age. So Elmo is three and a half years old. Yeah, I don't know what that means. What did you just say? Canonical age? What the fuck? Like, what how word? old are they within the world of? Uh... Yeah, can the canon? Yeah. So okay. Canon. Yeah, that um, is not a word I'm familiar with. Okay, I didn't understand the question. Can I get a new question? Sure, you can get a new question, but I'll tell you the ages. So Elmo is three and a half. Big Bird is six. And Oscar is 43. 43? That's a 43 weird. and Big Bird's only six? Mm-hmm. It's confusing because Big Bird lives on his own, um, I think. But I guess Why would they have ages? They Because it's world building. Probably so that you can learn how to count. The count is really old. The count is like thousands of years old. Okay. <laughs> I love how you... Okay, continue. I, Does he count all the way to his age every year on his birthday and make everybody sit there the entire time? You think that's how he celebrates? One. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah. Two. Should I just keep doing that the rest of the episode? The yes, this time? is a seven-hour episode, Tim. <laughs> we needed this filler. I was. I started my Muppet Show podcast, Shameless, shameless Self-Promotion, so... I had Muppets on the brain, but I'll ask another question um, that I almost asked. And then I wanted to do a yeah, little save that, that Sesame Street one for me for next time. Okay. Well, I'll ask I've you already me. answered okay. it correctly. Well, all right. So the other um, question is what piece of technology that's over 20 years old was just announced this month that they're going to stop making it? This would be the iPod. Correct. People are like sad about this. Which is weird because Jobeth is the last person I know that had an actual iPod. That's not a phone. And that was weird when you told me that years ago that you owned an iPod. Yeah, I use it for running. And and very specifically because it was at a time in my life in which um, it feels like this current time in my life where I was the only one who answered the phone in my office. It was actually the case then. And I needed to not be, I, I wanted to not be bothered and have my phone ringing when I was running because it was supposed to be kind of a really, it wasn't just about physical health running, but it was about detaching from the world and putting on music and being out there without those sort of distractions. So I still have those iPods. Do you use it? Not as much as I should, but I do. Is that related to not running as much as you should or? Yes, 100%. I had an iPod mini. That was my first iPod. It was pink. Was that the one that was like literally like a little tiny cube? And No, this one still had a screen. It was just smaller. Yeah, well, I had a creative Zen extra. You weren't cool enough to have an iPod. It's I, it's still down in the basement, actually. It's And it still works. It's like this because it was. Well, no, I specifically put, picked it out because it had. 30 gigabyte hard drive back when you really couldn't get more than like 16 gigabyte on, on an iPod. Ooh. 
So that's all we got for this week, kids. Um, tune in next week for some more shenanigans. We will also, by next week, know exactly what the scores are on the threesome. We're also, we've got some bank episodes. It's going to be weird. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be dropping old bank episodes that do not have threesomes in, um, just to kind of get them out of the queue. And then we'll re, re-up with some threesomes. So when we do those threesomes, the score recaps won't make sense or we won't do score recaps and rolling score recaps for those bank episodes, but we'll, we'll figure it all out. Um, but yeah, be sure to tell a friend about the podcast, send us letters from the jury to air quote law pod at gmail.com. We look forward to those. And um, what else do we have? Any other announcements? Look out for my Muppet podcast. I'll be posting it soon. It's going to be called it's time to start the podcast. It's time to start the podcast. And that's, that's all I got. Great. I'm going to go eat breakfast. All right. Thanks for stopping by. Bye guys. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the rock podcast back to the arena. The interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.